because I knew that if I if I needed to do gymnastics, just not through the elite level, that is okay. I just know that I want to do gymnastics, and I know my younger self would be disappointed that I'm not going to the Olympic route anymore. But knowing me now, knowing if she saw what I'm doing right now, she'd be happy with my decision. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of What Makes You Think, the show that flips the traditional interview format, showing you what goes on in the minds of some of your favorite figures in gymnastics. My name is Nicole Langevin, and my guest today is an absolute rock star. She's made a splash on both the elite and the dev scene, and is sure to make an even bigger splash on the NCAA scene when she competes for University of Oklahoma. She's got some really impressive perspectives. I don't want to give it away, but it has to do with setting goals that you think you're supposed to versus the goals that really matter. So here we go with my chat with Lily Peterson. Here we go. I am here with superstar Lily Peterson. Welcome to the show, Lily. Hi, thank you. It's been an exciting season for you, huh? Yes, very. (laughs) So uh, we're recording this. Today is March 22nd. So we are just about a couple weeks out from that amazing showing that you had with your, what was it, a 39.8 or something like that? 39.775. Holy cow. So you went 10 on vault, 10 on bars. You had a 9.9 and a 9.875 between beam and floor. Yes. And I'm actually surprised that that's not a norm for you looking at your gymnastics. <laughs> That's what my coaches say too. Yeah, well, they're right. They know what they're doing. So first of all, I mean, just tell me how that felt to get the wow. what you, I think you deserved already. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Honestly, it was crazy. Uh, I feel like it was definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, Going into the meet, uh, I knew my coaches already told us to be prepared for like higher scores than we already get in Minnesota because Minnesota mm-hmm. is one of the hardest states to really get high scores so going in I was already confident and I was hitting 100% in the gym so I knew I was going to do pretty good and honestly I was just ready to have fun and we were in Florida so who doesn't have fun in Florida right so (laughs) good point good point exactly so I was already just super excited and on floor I had a good start to floor I got a high (sighs) 9875 and I was like okay good start to the meet and for me floor is usually one of my most nerve-wracking events honestly I don't really know why but hmm. it just is. Um, okay. Uh, then we go to vault, and uh, my vaults were a little weird in warm up. I got lost in one of them, and that doesn't usually happen. So going into vault, I was a little nervous. But then the two vaults I did were really good. I had a controlled leaning with the step, and hmm. in Minnesota, that would probably be at most maybe a high nine seven. So it's like maybe okay. I'll get a pretty good score. And it was funny because I'm cheering on my next teammate who's about to go, and everybody just starts screaming, and I'm like what did I get? And they're like, a 10. And I'm like, what? You're kidding. And they're like, no, you got a 10. And I'm like, that's crazy. Because usually for me to even get a 10 in Minnesota, I would have to stick my vault. But I took a right. step. So I was like, okay, maybe 9-9 nine, nine at most. But mm-hmm. really, if you think about it, a step is only a 10. And I yep, start from a 10-1 start. 10-1 start, yep. So it was just crazy. And I was like, I can't believe that just happened. So after that, I was like, okay, this meet is definitely one to remember. <laughs> so, going into bars, honestly, I just told myself I don't want to be perfect because if I try to be perfect, I go short. So I was like, just okay. go through the skills one at a time. I'll be good. And it was awesome because one of my teammates got a really, really high score. I think it was like a 995. Literally career high for her. She was so happy. 
And then my friend, LZ, she got a 10.0 right before me. Like, she was the person who went right before me. And I'm like, okay. Oh. This bird tissue is going really good. And considering I got a 10 the meet before, I was like, I think there's a good chance, but I'm just going to do my thing and see what happens. Yep. And I do my bar routine, and I honestly, honestly feel like it's probably better than the one I did in Minnesota because I was just more relaxed and chill. Yeah. So I just did even better. And it was funny because as I stick my dismount, I just knew right then and there that I got a 10. I was like, that was perfection. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could have done any better. And it was funny because I looked at the judges and they just dropped their pens and they were like, that was perfection. And like, the oh, I love that. Like, like they literally, they literally dropped their yes, pens. Yes, they literally dropped their pens and they're like, good for them. Like, that was perfection. I'm like, you guys wow. are so. And I liked, we had a guy and a girl judge on bars. Yeah. And the girl judge was so fun. She like, before anybody went, she was like, are you ready? How are your grips feeling? You got this. Like, she was so Aww. That's I've awesome. I've never had a judge like that before, and she was awesome. So I think that just definitely contributed to how well yeah. our bar team did. So I really appreciate her for that. That's and really then, cool. Yeah. And then going into beam, I was just so, I knew that even if like it wasn't my best beam routine, I just knew I had the, I've already had the, the best meet of my life. So I was like, I'm just going to go in. My averages have been really good. Like I've been 100% on beam because beam is probably one of the hardest events to be consistent on. So yep. in practice, I was doing really well. So I was like, just go into this and I'll be good. And I, I kid you not, I think that was also the best beam routine of my <laughs> life. Everything was solid. I stuck my double back off beam and that never happens. So That's a biggie. Like, wow. This, like, this mean, I can't even explain. It was just definitely the best time of my life. I feel like we got a little glimpse of what we're going to see in NCAA from you. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. So that bar routine, I actually just watched it again before we started. I get why the judges dropped their pens because it wasn't even that, yes, you had great form and you hit. It was like hitting the handstand, bouncing prior to each, like there's, there's no question. And they always say that, like, don't give the judges an opportunity for anything. You were so crystal clear in every single position. It was like, you couldn't even pause it and try to find it. And I love <laughs> that you know it too, because oh, you. your confidence is like coming through the screen and it's wonderful. <laughs> thank you. So I want to talk a little bit about your journey because it's not very often that a, a dev level 10 is as known in the gymnastics world as national team members. And you're, you're known. I don't know if you realize that, but you are. So I was looking back and now first I saw that you went from level four to level 10 in three years. And you're sitting in front of me with a smile on your face. So that was, because sometimes you can see that and go, oh, that's too much, too fast. That's, they're going to burn out. You yes. are proof that that did not happen. Um, but can you talk about what that was like to go that fast? Like, did you feel like you were doing something that was a little abnormal? I feel like for me, I definitely going from four to five, I did a full year and level five was definitely probably the start of my peak of like gymnastics, because that's when okay. a lot of people started no noticing my talent. And then I ended up skipping level six and going from five to seven is a really big jump. These are going from like taps between flyaways to giant, giant flyaways. So like yep. I skipped the whole step of even just like cast flyaways. So for me, that's when I would say definitely a lot of my uh, fear issues started and mental blocks. Yeah. I had a big mental block, but this month off bars definitely. And definitely some like series on beam and this month off beam. But okay. honestly, it didn't really hold me back that much. 
So honestly, it did feel a little weird because I know a lot of gymnasts don't do that because my coaches are definitely one of the people who are like, we want to do full years of each level so you're prepared for the future and you don't get injured too fast and you're not like too young to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me, they saw my talent. They're like, I think she's ready for it. And I definitely think I was ready for it. And I feel like every gymnast goes with fear issues. So I just think for me, just started earlier earlier than some gymnasts, which is fine. Yeah. And I'm honestly glad because I kind of like got over them as I got older. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of why I've excelled a little faster, just because okay. I got over that big jump so quick. Yeah. So I feel like I'm very, I'm very grateful for that because that's definitely what's helped me in the years. Yep. And uh, it was interesting, too, because I only did three meets as a level seven. Like, I just did two regular meets and then state. And then I did a full year of eight, which was awesome. That was, like, the first time we won as a flips team at state. And then I skipped level nine and then just went straight to ten, which was also probably a bigger jump than skipping level six. Because yep. that's a lot of people, you know, like, do level nine. So I feel like for me, that's when I start that I, like, I knew that I was like, wow, I might actually be pretty good pretty good yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah I thought that was pretty interesting but and then honestly what my my coach kind of gave me like an ultimatum saying like if I do level nine you're gonna excel all year you'll probably get first place on everything but if you choose to do level 10 instead you probably won't do as great and you won't score as high but you'll be doing level 10 and I decided that like my goal wasn't just to win everything my goal was to do the best that I could do and what my skills are made for and really the only skills I didn't really have for level 10 was my bars, which was my high to low, which was my pack. It's always bars. Exactly. So I was just like, might as well do level 10 and might as well get the experience as I can. So I decided to do level 10. And as the year went on, my pack got more, more consistent. So I'm glad I made that decision. And it was funny because I made nationals that year. And I believe I placed like fifth at nationals. It was my first year level 10. And I just think it's funny because my coaches wow. were like, you're not going to excel. You're not level 10. So I was like, I proved everyone wrong. And I'm, oh, I'm yeah. Really so it was, uh, it was definitely one of my best level 10 years, even yeah. though I feel like all my level 10 years have been good, but it was definitely a good way to start out. And that's when I think my league career started off. So I think for me, that was definitely how definitely raised my confidence throughout the years because I knew yeah. that. No matter what people say, I can prove the wrong and I just have to listen to myself. Oh, you're awesome. So <laughs> talk to me about your first experience at the Nastia Cup. What was that yes. like? Yes. So it was very I, I love the Nastia Cup. Definitely one of the highlights, ever best meets I've ever gone to. It was hard though because traveling was horrible we are it was there was an ice storm going on in texas during the time and we could not get a flight out just to save our life we could not i think we had like 10 flights canceled like it was it was terrible um but we ended up getting on a flight but we landed at like really late the night before the meet Mm -hmm. and we had to get up at like 8 a.m so we didn't get much sleep and we traveled all day and we were just exhausted from traveling and just trying to find flights yeah. So it was just crazy. But in the end, I was just glad I got there. I was glad I just got to experience this kind of meet because that was definitely one of my dreams was to make it to the Nasty Cup. And yeah. I was there. So I feel like I was just glad I got there. And at the Nasty Cup, it was so cool. And that was after, I think it was like, because I stopped doing Elite at that point. So it was really cool because it kind of just brought back a lot of memories because the mm. meet was set up like an Elite meet was. But yeah. it didn't... 
what I liked about it was that it didn't feel like an elite meet. They still made it like feel like a level 10 meet, which was really good because so I'm going to stop you for a second. What, so what do you mean? Like what felt different than an elite meet? Every year, Tumble Track unveils their new product line, and I actually just got a sneak peek the other day, and they have five products that are awesome. There's something for everyone, literally. Tumble Track will start announcing the new products via email and social media soon, so keep an eye out. And if you're at regional or national congresses, you'll have a chance to check out some of the new products live right there on the spot. The Tumble Track crew is booked, and bags are almost packed for a busy season of travel to trade shows and congresses. There's lots of ways to connect with Tumble Track during the show season to get the best deals on equipment. Of course, you can stop by the booth and take advantage of the show discount, but did you know that Tumble Track does pre-sales of their show gear? Yeah. So if you know you'll be at Congress, call the sales team at Tumble Track. I'll give you the number in a second, and find out what equipment they'll have at the booth. You can pre-purchase equipment to ensure to get the best deal on the floor model, pit pillar, or T-trainer you've had on your wish list. Now you just have to make room in the car to get it home. Okay, so here's the number for the sales team at TumbleTrack for your pre-sale orders. 1-800-331-4362. Again, that's 1-800-331-4362. It's almost summertime, and that means precision camps are right around the corner. Now, told you guys before, we used to do like six or seven. This year, we are doing two full training camps and one mini camp. So check this out. June 26th to the 29th, we will be at Roots Gymnastics in Westfield, Mass., and on July 14th to the 17th, we will be at Orange County Sports Center in Goshen, New York. And September 22nd to the 24th is a mini camp at A2 Gym and Cheer in Salem, New Hampshire. Why do you need to know about this? Because if you're a coach, you get so much incredible coaches education for absolutely free. Just bring some athletes with you. Not only will you get drills to break down high-level skills so you can start them early, you'll also get information on injury prevention, mental toughness, judging insight, artistry training, nutrition information, and team building. Yeah, it's a lot and it's awesome. Now, in addition to our training camps, we are also holding competitive edge workshops that will start in the fall. Right now, the one I want to tell you guys about is October 21st to the 22nd at Tongue River Twisters in Wyoming. This is open to all competitive levels, just like our camps. Day one is spent focusing on non-value part deductions, which are really those nitty-gritty deductions that separate the good scores from the great scores. We focus on footwork, posture, body line, rhythm and tempo on beam, artistry, showmanship, emoting, all that fun stuff for an entire day. The next day, athletes and coaches work with judges who will not only provide routine feedback, but also suggestions for improvement. And athletes will have the ability to implement those corrections right in front of the judges that day. All athletes will leave with videos of the judges' feedback. And we've got some other surprises too. So stop using mock meets and in-house meets before season to get your athletes ready. Bring in the competitive edge workshop. You don't need scores, you need feedback. And that's exactly what you'll get. If you're interested in attending or hosting a precision event of your own, shoot an email to precisionchoreo at gmail.com. 
This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. And if you are a club owner or a gymnastics industry professional, I encourage you to join their group, the Gymnastics Business and Marketing Group. There's so much free advice straight from the pros, and you'll meet an entire community of like-minded professionals. So check out the Gymnastics Business and Marketing Group on Facebook, and check out Creatively Disruptive at creativelydisruptive.com. I'm going to stop you for a second. What, so what do you mean? Like what felt different than an elite meet? Um, I don't, I honestly don't know. But for me, for elite meets, I just know there was a lot of national staff at elite meets and those definitely intimidated me when I was younger. And they also had elite meets. There's not really much cheering going on. At least when I did it, there wasn't like many people in the crowd. There wasn't cheering. It was just like dead silent. Gotcha. And, okay. uh, where at the last year cup, there was lots of cheering. There was so there wasn't really much national staff there because it wasn't like an elite meet. So it was just kind yeah. of regular coaches. There was it was just it was honestly just it made it so fun and it was really cool honestly. And I did pretty well. I did fall on beam, but everything else went great. And I was just happy to be there. And I did well, especially for having that fall on beam. And yeah. I got to go with my teammate, and I'm glad I was with her there. And it was just so fun. And I got to see a lot of my uh past uh elite teammates who also dropped down to level 10 and they mm-hmm. made it to the Nazi cup and just past level 10s i met around the world and it was just so cool and i definitely had a lot of fun and even only being there for like a couple days it was super fun because usually the day like day prior you like have lunch with nastia and you get to talk with all the girls that are competing and we missed that because we were just trying to fly into texas oh gotcha yeah. But it was still so fun. I got to experience so much. I definitely bonded with the people that were in my group. And it was it was so cool and so fun. And I'm so grateful for the experience. Nice. So you did, I, I don't know if elite track, it always seems weird saying that, but because nobody can see the future. But you did hopes. You did yes. elite. And when was the choice to to stick to level 10? And why was that? Um, so the last meet I did was at the Metroplex meet in Texas and, uh, I was competing, trying to qualify junior elite and, uh, I did really well. Like I, I can't, like, it was like, it was kind of like the, the, my Florida meet where everything just kind of went together. Like I hit everything solid. I qualified with flying colors. It was amazing. And it was also around the time of COVID. So I feel like the mix it was kind of weird because considering I had such a great meet, I was just really never happy doing elite. I was, it, it's hard doing elite when you're not homeschooled and I was doing public school at the time. So I, I think I went to school maybe for two hours a day and then I would go to practice. So I was already behind in classes and like curriculum. So I was very stressed out with just that. And I was at practice more than I was at my own home, which is just a lot to put on yeah. your mental health when you're at such a young age. So it was, I just was never really, I never felt like myself, if that makes sense. And I just knew, I decided to take a step back when I knew that I was starting, that I was developing, that I just didn't want to do gymnastics anymore. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I couldn't let that happen because gymnastics, I knew that I know that I want to do gymnastics and that is my life. And I love it so much. And if I'm getting to the point where I want to quit, I know I need to take a step back. So I think that definitely definitely chose how my decision went because I knew that if I if I needed to do gymnastics just not through the elite level that is okay I just know that I want to do gymnastics and 
I know my younger self would be disappointed that I'm not going to the Olympic route anymore, but knowing me now, knowing if she saw what I'm doing right now, she'd be happy with my decision. Yeah. Because in the end, I knew I, I feel like deep down, I didn't realize it when I was younger, but I definitely wanted to go college. I know that I wanted to experience college. I know I wanted to go to Oklahoma my whole life. And I'm so happy that I did because now I'm going to experience my dream in a year and a half. And I can't wait. And now I love gymnastics again. And uh, one specific thing I remember when I did my first level 10 meet after I stopped doing elite, so many people came up to me and they're like, there's the Lily I remember. You just look so much happier. And Aww. I feel like a lot of people didn't realize how unhappy I was doing elite. And mm -hmm. at the start, I was unhappy with my decision just because I knew what I could have accomplished if I stuck, stuck with it. But yeah. Now look at what I've accomplished. If I stuck with the lead, I wouldn't have accomplished any of this. So I feel like in a way, I'm happier with this this, this decision. And I just, I couldn't be happier. So. How old are you, Lily? I'm 16. You need to like go do public speaking and motivational speaking. I'm <laughs> serious. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you have another gift besides gymnastics. I'm telling you that right now. Like, I don't even Thank think you, you need me in, in this interview. You can just kind of do it. <laughs> I'm, it's so nice to hear that you could recognize that this wasn't the best situation for you, even though, yes, it seems like the thing that you're supposed to do because, oh, not everybody can. So if I can, I should. And I love that you recognize that. And you were able to, to know deep down that you love the sport. And that, yes. that was the most important thing. And that's a gift because a lot of people wouldn't, haven't realized that until way, way after. So yes, kudos to you. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So we're going to college. The, the dream is happening. You're rocking it in level 10. Thank you. What are you envisioning now in college? What do you want that experience to be? So I'm definitely excited for the team aspect because I feel like as much as J.O. is really fun and you have, of course, team team aspect with it and bonding, I feel like college is just on another level where mm -hmm. because in J.O., the first part of the season, there's team aspect. And it's also a little bit individual. Where towards the end, when you get to like regionals and nationals, it's just 100% individual. Where yeah. when you get to college, everything is team. There's not really individual. Yeah, you get individual words, but it's mostly team. And I feel like that's why so many girls in college are that amazing because they just have that much support and that mm -hmm. much of so many friends with them. And you hang out with them so much where in J.O. you also have school friends. You just have non-school friends. You have gymnastics yeah. friends. Like there's just so many people in diversity. Yeah. Where there's just in college, I can't even explain it. I just, even just going there for my official visit, I could just feel, I could just feel the team aspect and all the bonding they've done and how close they are. And I told KJ that was definitely one of the main things I wanted in a college. And she guaranteed me that they had that. And I knew that was definitely the truth because I experienced that and it was amazing. And I'm definitely excited to win national championships with them because I know we can accomplish that because I, the coaches are amazing. My teammates are going to be amazing. Like, I just can't wait for that. And I'm just also excited for all the opportunities I, I will get from the education I accomplish when I get to Oklahoma. And I'm, I'm just excited for everything that I can get to do when I'm at college because I know when I can start doing like NIL all that fun stuff. I can't wait. I just, I can't wait because I'm just too young for it right now. So I don't get all the experience I can get. But when I, I get to college, 
And I've just already seen a part of it because some of you girls do it. And there's just going to be, my life's just going to be so different and in such a good way that I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited now. I'm not even going and I'm excited. (laughs) So what are you going to study when you're there? Um, I'm not sure yet. I kind of switch my decisions a lot, but you right have now, plenty of time, by the way. I don't exactly, want to put pressure exactly. on you. <laughs> um, but I was leaning towards, I definitely, at the start for a while, I wanted to be like a elementary school teacher, but then I was leaning towards, I really, really, really want to own my own gym when I get older. Like, I know I want to do something with gymnastics because I know after college, I can't just be done with gymnastics. Like, I know a lot of people like going to coaching and a lot of OU girls have. And I feel like for me, that's just a path I'm going to take. And I just, I feel like I will excel being a gymnastic coach, ex- knowing that I did gymnastics for so long and that I excelled in it. So I'll have a lot of like information and knowledge to give to my girls when I'm a coach. And I, I just, I, when I was thinking about it, I just got so happy, like visualizing me owning my own gym like that's just I I just get happy because I knew I just comparing that to like being a school teacher and then owning my own gym I just was so much happier doing that and I feel like looking back at it now I'm surprised I didn't think of it earlier considering (laughs) so I'm glad I thought about it and also when I was not thinking of that I just wanted to be like a school teacher I also kind of wanted to like minor in business I want to do something with business for sure. So I'll definitely do. If you're going to own a gym, that would be extremely wise. Exactly. So I'll definitely probably do something with business and that will help me uh, for my future goal of being a coach. So, yeah. Uh, You know, you could have one of those like activity centers that is mostly gymnastics, but maybe there's a school connected to it. That's true. Yeah. Right? You see where I'm going? That is true. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) gotta get creative also when you when you graduate you give me a call okay because oh yeah i've got plenty of ideas for you oh yeah so you're all right so you're 16 so let's see the last i guess two olympic cycles are probably pretty strong in your brain yes who are some athletes that have inspired you along the way they not necessarily need to be olympians of course yes for sure uh, for me, definitely, I don't know if it was in the last two Olympic cycles, but definitely the first gymnast that inspired me was Maggie Nichols. And she also went to Oklahoma. And she just, watching her gymnastics just made me want to go in the gym and work so much harder. She's definitely been one of my idols since I was younger. And I've done so many projects on her, talking about her experience. And she also lived in Minnesota. She went to TCT. So knowing that she was just that close to me made me feel even like more excited to follow her path and follow her dreams. So she was definitely one of the first idols I've ever had. And definitely some other people would be Grace McCullum. She also went to TCT and lives in Minnesota. Um, she was just always so fun to watch. And I feel like I kind of followed in her footsteps because she excelled in all the time when she was younger. And then she went into elite level and then she's in college now. And I just idolized that because that's a lot to handle. And she she just always looked so happy when she was competing and so consistent and so elegant in everything she did. And I just love that. And I loved everything about her gymnastics. And then probably one more would be Sunisa Lee. She's also from Minnesota. So yeah, I yeah what's happening in Minnesota? Minnesota. <laughs> exactly. Like, wow. And 
the confidence she just gave off when she did her gymnastics, I idolize that because I want to be exactly like that. I want to be that confident that I'm going to be that consistent in every single skill when I do gym my gymnastics. So I definitely love her for that. So the skill set that you're doing now, you sound so confident with what you're doing, which is awesome to hear. Are there upgrades that you're working on? Is there stuff that you have that you're just strategically not putting in routines? Yes. So uh, for right now, I think I mostly have everything that I have like consistently in my routines because my coaches just think it's it's good to have like a variety of skills for college in case your college coaches want to change something and know that they can do that in case they can't come watch practice. So I basically do all my difficulty skills in my routines. But for next year, my coaches are hoping that I'll get like a same bar release, a Pike Diego on bars because my college coaches want that. And I would love to get that just because I guess everyone knows that I can excel the routine I'm doing right now. And I yeah. want to challenge myself. So I definitely want one like to get that. And or like a Maloney half on bars would be really cool because that's very good of a transition skill. And you don't get much deduction on it as if you would do a top change. And I know yeah. college coaches like that too. Sounds like yep. those are the two main bar skills I would like to get. Um, beam, honestly, I'm pretty good. Um, I'm working a front tuck on beam because that went higher in a difficulty in college. Mm -hmm. And so my coaches would like me to have that for college. So I'm working on that. I worked it over the years. I competed in an elite. It just this year, just, I don't know. I didn't work that much. So we're going to try working it more. Um, floor, I don't really have any passes I'm working on right now, but I know my... Um, my guy coach wants me to change my floor passes just a little bit, just because my landings aren't as good as I'd like. And he thinks that if I change the, the passes up a little bit, my landings will be better and I'll get even higher scores. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll see what passes I do this summer. And then my vault, I'll probably keep the same just because I'll compete that in college. And I'll, it still needs a little, a little work, I guess, but it's, I love doing one and a half. So I'll probably keep that same vault. Yeah. That vault's going to do really well. I mean, you're, you're higher than the expectation. Like, and it was funny because I was watching the videos and the, I think it was the second one that you did at that meet. And right when you left the table, you heard like two people in the crowd go, whoa. And that's, <laughs> that's the thing though, right? Because when everybody's doing the same stuff, that whoa is the thing that you need to stand out from the crowd and you already have yes. that. So yeah, I think it's going to go really well for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we're going to wrap this up, but you're so comfortable talking on camera. It's amazing. And <laughs> how did it go when you were on the news? I saw that you were on the news. Oh, yes. Um, so they came to my gym and I going in, I already knew they were coming. I knew like maybe like the yeah. day before. So that was good. Um, but I was a little intimidated just because I haven't really had experience with that before because it's I, I get uh, a lot that like I'm good at talking to camera, like you said, and because when I was younger, I did pageants and I had a lot and lot of like uh, talking with people and yeah. talking with adults, which definitely helped. But it was really interesting because I just it was a whole different experience that I've ever had when the news yeah. came because like they had these huge bright lights in front of me because they needed the lighting. They had this yep. microphone on my Leo. It was so cool. <laughs> I just felt like really special. And I honestly felt like, and like I could like be an idol to some younger gymnast because like, wow, I'm this well known. Like this many people want to hear my story. Like, I think it's just crazy how many people like know me because it's like every day my mom would just talk to me about like, girls who want like a good luck message or like talk about me or like want me to like sign a signature on their leos and i'm like 
that is the sweetest thing. <laughs> and I, that was definitely one of my biggest dreams because I've always wanted to be an idol to younger gymnasts. And I just, I love that. And I think that's so cool. And I kind of felt like that when the news came and I, I love the questions that they asked because they just asked how, like, how it felt, how the tense felt. They also talked about my journey. And I think that's important for a younger gymnast to hear that you don't yes. have to be the highest level to accomplish so many things. Like, you can accomplish so many things and you could be a level seven, a level eight. Like, it could, you could change it. Like, you think you have these, these dreams that you're going to accomplish and they could completely change in a year and you would never expect that. And I think that's important for not, not just gymnasts, but for everybody to know that so many things can change and for a good way and for a good reason. And I think that was important that the news just came and talked to me about that. And then when they videoed my gymnastics, it was just so cool because it was like in my gym, it's never just like dead silent. But right. it was dead oh, silent, and I could hear the bar moving and my skills. And, and honestly, it felt really cool because it's like, it made me, like, feel every single thing. It made me hear every single thing. And it honestly was a cool feeling, and all the yeah. sounds I heard was really cool because I just love the sound a bar makes. Like, when you're throwing it and catching it, it's just the best mm -hmm. feeling and hearing to hear. So I thought that was so cool, and they were so nice, too. And I just thought it was such a cool experience. And I'm so, so grateful that they were able to do a new story on me. So so what was it like going to school after that? It was, it was <laughs> so uh, I had some teachers that know I'm a gymnast. And it's funny because uh, my school, a while back when I first got like my 10 in Minnesota, they already posted that like on their school website. So a wow. bunch of my teachers already knew who I was. And some of the students did too. And when I was on the news, some people, some people that I didn't even know in the hallway would be like, I feel like I need to get your autograph. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are, but that's so <laughs> nice. And my teachers would just ask me about it. They always asked like how much gymnastics is going. When they found out I was on the news, they were just astonished and amazed. And they just kept saying they were so proud of me. And I'm like, you guys have no idea how much that means to me. And it was just, it was, it was crazy because I felt like a celebrity and I'm like, in a million years, I would never feel like I would be a celebrity like that. Like it was crazy. And it was so awesome. Well, you know, you're, you're working so hard and uh, nobody sees that part, right? You're yes. doing that in the gym. They're seeing the results. So I hope that you're feeling rewarded for the work as well, yes, because that very. is I, my opinion, that is just so incredible and astounding that you go, you show up every day and do what you do. Thank so you. If it takes a 10 for people to take notice, then cool. But <laughs> I, I'm proud of you. You're amazing. Oh, and thank you. I'm ready to book your motivational speaking world tour. So, <laughs> mom, can you hear me? Yes. Are you on board for that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I will let you go. I really, really appreciate you coming on. I'm so excited to see what you do. I'm so glad I got to meet you. You're, you're an Thank incredible you. kid. Yes. Thank you. You too. I really appreciate oh, it. Of course. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you. And that's the show for today. 
I don't know about you guys, but man, I wish I had that type of perspective when I was 16. Lily, you are on your way to continuing to keep doing great things. Thanks for coming on the show. And thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash what makes you think podcast. Got a couple little snippets from the Jocelyn Robertson interview that just went up. And I've got some video content in the works. So go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss it. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.